Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we send Liza and Jenna off to the Rebel Rally and give you all the information that you'll need to follow along. Now, without further delay, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the manila rope to Stevens polypropylene. I'm the natural fiber of podcasting. Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike and Jenna and Liza, live from the inside of the 2023 Rebel Rally Defender. Last year, we had the Dream Machine. This year, we have the Eclipse. So it's not to be confused with a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Which would be a really fun way to do the Rebel Rally, I think. I'd do that. Do I'd do that yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun, actually. You know what? It's not too late to rethink. You guys aren't aren't on course yet. We can start looking now for a Mitsubishi Eclipse and see. Put some mini swampers on that thing. Oh, yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. Let's wrap another car. Yeah, that's just, we'll keep wrapping cars until we get it right. All right. Well, you guys are on your way to the Rebel Rally. You're heading up to first Ridgecrest and then ultimately on to Mammoth for the big event start, which starts with pre-tech on Wednesday. Yes. That is correct. Yeah. Wednesday afternoon pre-tech takes place. They start stickering and putting all the, the sponsored decals or decals on the vehicles. We get all our swag, we, we get, get our vests, we get our vests, we get all that <laughs> stuff. And then there's a little there's a little welcome reception that night. We get to meet all the other competitors. And then nice. Thursday morning is the official tech inspection. And that mm-hmm. one's a little bit more buttoned up. That one is is, you know, Rigorous. making sure we have all the stuff that we need, all the safety mm-hmm. equipment on board, yeah. all the required items, insurance, registration, doctor's first notes, yeah. first aid kits. They Water verify trip. everything that we the are The vehicular ready. equivalent to a colonoscopy. Kind of, yeah. yeah. They want to make sure that we are completely ready to be pretty self-sufficient in the desert for 10 days. Right, exactly. Wow, that's that's fantastic. So Jenna just got here last night, and uh, you guys have uh, gone through and prepped the vehicle. And so, what what kind of things are different this year now that you've actually packed the vehicle? Because when we talked before, it was all still a little bit theoretical. You guys had kind of you know just got the car, done a little bit of testing, but now you're sort of you're you're in it now. You're packed. You're ready. So, what differed this year about how you kind of prepared? What is, to be fair, a vehicle that the 90 could almost fit inside of compared to what you had last year? Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that there's that old adage that you, like, expand to fit the space you are in. And it seems that somehow we managed to get all this gear in a 90 last year. And I don't exactly (laughs) know how because it fills a 130 pretty Pretty well. I mean, we have a lot of space in the backseat. We're we're very intentionally not 
filling this car full of stuff despite exactly. the fact that we have right. the extra space. We're trying to keep it tight, like as if we were driving the 90. In case but... you like run across some stray yeah. dog or something. Yeah, just, like, we don't need to add event. a bunch of us superfluous oh. weight drifters? to an already large yeah. vehicle. Yeah. We're not going to pick up yes. drifters. Drifters, yeah. Like, we're going to yeah. pick up drifters. Oh, baby goats. Oh, that'd be yeah, nice. Yes. Get some straw down there. Yeah. But you we did uh, you did get the massage okay. table in, yes? You guys have, I believe, two massage tables mm-hmm. and a tanning bed in there, right? And oh, a full, a full espresso size espresso machine. machine. Yeah, a yeah. Starbucks great yeah. espresso <laughs> machine. The middle seat yeah, is for right. the barista. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not just bringing cold brew, but just an entire Starbucks with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, we have an entire like little cooler bag that is nothing mm-hmm. but cold brew. Hashtag yeah. priorities. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. All jokes aside, you guys have done some some fairly serious preparation in advance of this event. Is that mm-hmm. is that true? Is, is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've done <laughs> So three tell us a little bit about some of that. Yeah. yeah, we've done three trainings this year. One in the dunes in the spring with Barlow Adventures and then one in... Ridgecrest, which was a Rebel U slash Rebel Trials event, which was a really cool format because it gave us sort of a dress rehearsal of the actual rally format. And then just a couple weeks ago, we did another Dunes training back down in Glamis to honestly actually get to play with the new vehicle off-road because we hadn't really had a chance to do that yet. So that was great. And then, yeah, I think we also, I guess, did the, we went up to British Columbia. And and you also did one, like a Land Rover sponsored one in Carmel, California, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm counting, I'm counting five separate training <laughs> events. And then I'll just throw in that I got to go drive with Camel Trophy winner Bob Ives, which was just featured on our YouTube channel right. last weekend. And he took me out driving in his Camel Trophy winning Defender. So like, I feel like, I feel like that oh, counts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so if we're so there, that's in Australia too, <laughs> right? So, like, yeah. we've basically been we've been eating, we've been training our lives for this. We've been eating, <laughs> breathing the rebel so, this year. So, and then Jenna also went to Portland and got some instruction with yeah. the actual, you know, Land yeah, with, Rover techs in Portland. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, was that just last Friday? <laughs> yes. So, just over a week ago, uh, yeah, I went up to Portland to the dealership up there in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, Portland, Maine, and thanks to the Portland dealership. They took some time to basically put a one, I think it was a 110 up on a lift for me and carved out the time with one of the technicians there, Dennis, to just mm-hmm. talk me through it, walk me around the vehicle, show me, you know, just give me the grand tour basically underneath. We put it up on a lift and you know, pointed and shine flashlights on things and open the hood. And... It's easier to figure out mm-hmm. what something should not look like <laughs> yeah. if you've had eyes on what it should look that like. That log should and be I there. I don't think that's factory at all. Yeah, exactly. So the purpose of that was to familiarize yourself with the mechanical underpinnings of the vehicle. So, you know, yeah. when you're pushing a button, you're on the dash, you know, what sensor and where, you know, things are happening underneath the car. That's, uh, yeah, that somewhat, somewhat, and just understanding. I mean, even where's the battery, right? I can tell you now because <laughs> you have to put the passenger seat all the way forward. Then there's this secret panel that pops out, and that's under there, right? Oh, you don't. It's really not in the conventional underhood location like right, in yeah. most cars that you might be familiar with. Yeah. Fun fact: though, the yeah. brake fluid reservoir is in the same exact place as it is yes. in the series truck. You just oh. would never find it because it's hidden under a plastic panel that has a bunch of like 
weird plastic screws to access it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it's in the same spot, which is kind of fun. Which coincidentally well, we found yes. yesterday <laughs> when we had to take that panel off to dig around with figure out some wiring around the terror trip. Yeah. So, well, it's you been a fun necessarily, adventure. This week. You would you might want to cover that up. You know, somebody might misguidedly yeah, put true, wiper exactly, fluid yeah. in there or something. The only hole <laughs> under the hood <laughs> that's user accessible is the is the wiper fluid for obvious reasons. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's fantastic. So let's talk about the event itself. So this starts Friday. Yes. And Friday is a non-points day, but is the first day of actually driving the car on course and getting to base camp one. So obviously there's going to be the social media that we'll do on both the Overland Her account, and then we're going to reshare that on the Underpowered Hour, but feel free to follow both accounts. There will be a little bit more on uh, Overland Her than there will be on the underpowered hour. And if people want to sort of be really in it, I think they've heard us uh, joking about watching dots moving around on a screen. But where does where does that come from? Why, why do we say that? Well, so so the easiest way to follow us on the rally is to go to the Rebel Rally website, rebelrally.com. And there's links all over the homepage. There's also in the menu to go to the live tracking and the live scoring. And we use an app or a, a a system on the Rebel Rally that tracks all of the competitors so that you can literally watch our dots roaming around the desert. That's called YB Races. There's an app you can download for your phone if you're going to look at it mobily. If you're on a desktop, just go to the Rebel Rally website and you can literally not only watch us sort of track through the desert Mm -hmm. and all the other teams, you can go in and select your team. So you can select 155 for Jenna and I, and it's going to highlight us on the map and you can watch us going around you. You can see our checkpoints, but that's right. And so you can watch us getting yeah, you can really, yell really at your screen you as you guys encircle something many <laughs> times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so you can watch us live and you guys at home can look up at any time to see where our vehicle is. There's a tracker that they'll put on the roof rack of our vehicle. And there's little tracker fairies that come out at night on the Rebel and change everybody's batteries. We don't ever deal with the tracker Mm -hmm. on top of the car. The website of the rally also has the live scoring. And every day they will update with that day's score sheet. So you'll be able to see the full value of the checkpoints that we went after and how many points we got. Some checkpoints are pretty straightforward. You either get them or you don't. Your green checkpoints, they're usually worth 20 points. They're very obvious. You either get them or you don't. Whereas your black checkpoints, those are completely arbitrary. They're are a point in space that we have to use our map, our headings, our distance to make our best guess and feel very confident when we press that button that we are within a scoring mm-hmm. radius. It's possible to get partial points. If we're close but not quite on the money, you might see that we'll only get some of the points available for that checkpoint. So every day the Rebel Rally will update the scorecard for the day and show you which checkpoints we got. And it will show you the standings for the day. And this year there are a record 65 teams to follow in the Rebel Rally. Four out of those 65 are going to be driving Land Rovers. And we are uh, proudly sponsoring some fuel, as it feels like the most appropriate thing for Land Rovers, Uh, all of those teams. So we are uh, super excited 
here at uh, His Majesty's The Underpowered Hour to uh, be a part of the Land Rover Rebel experience writ large. So we've got a little bit of money on all the teams just in case, you know, that way we <laughs> can, uh, you know, we can Head claim credit for uh, whomever does best, be it, be it you guys or, or whomever else. So that's good. Well, we're going to do our best. And- yeah, you want to you want to go to the Rebel Rally website and look at the bio mm-hmm. page. Everybody's team bios are live. You're looking for the B3 Rebels. They are rookies this year. They're part of great the SoCal folks. Rover great, Club with great us. Couple of, yeah. Really, really, really mm-hmm. lovely women driving their D2 named Bernard. So you definitely it in fact has the on. Land Rover logo you- removed from the hood edge and says Bernard in the same font, which I think is really it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic. It's a great car. Yeah. It's a great car. That's charming. Yeah. yeah, they're a great team. You've got the Holland Saxton team. And they are the only two rebels left in the rebel rally that have never missed a year. This is their eighth consecutive rebel. And they're the only team left doing it as a pair. They've never had a different. And is it the same car for that entire time or they've had a few different cars? Oh, that's a great question. I believe they've had one or two different cars, but I believe they are running the same Discovery 4 that they had last year. And so they'll be out with that one. And then they there is Team Dusty Turtles. Forgive me, I don't remember mm-hmm. their team number. And that is their low. Their had on yeah. our show. And her navigator is April, who was in a Toyota last year. And they are both experienced rebels, having done it before. And they will be in theirs yeah, Discovery her, her, Four. Uh, her Discovery Four. Not unfortunately, not her. Range Rover Classic. That would be awesome. Maybe sometime soon. We're yeah. going to get a two-door Range Rover Classic like Dakar out in there at some point. It's it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. We we might we might uh I know, might be able I to know. with that. More to come on that. So yeah, definitely head over to the Rebel Rally website. There's lots of great information. The scores are updated towards the end of the day. Really it makes the most sense to look first thing in the morning the following day because then all the scoring yeah. has been ratified. So for your Rebel Rally Fantasy League, whomever you've drafted <laughs> to your teams, that's where you can go and tabulate those scores every yeah. morning. Now, speaking of every morning, probably my favorite part of the Rebel next to chasing the dots and trying to reverse engineer what you guys are doing by where your dot is moving on the screen is the live show, which happens every morning. And then again, a finish line recap live show at the end of the day. I think it's an homage to what Jeff Aronson and I did at Anarch. I think that, you know, (laughs) I think yours, they saw what we were doing. They saw what we were doing there and they were like, you know what? This is a great idea. And that is hosted by none other than the legendary motorsports personality, race car driver, Miata aficionado, Emmy Hall. And then, and then the fantastic Australian sideline reporting from Katie, who is lovely and hilarious and always like trying to find something. Somebody she can't find. And it's really great. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. And then and then Matt's Emmy's co-host is also great and a very accomplished rally driver in his own right. And it's yeah, it's super fun. So that show is yeah. on YouTube and you can go to the Rebel Rally uh, YouTube page and they go live every morning. I think there's some days that they're going live in the middle of the day and yes. at the end of yes. the day. So they are just constantly keeping you guys updated at home. And we hope that they swing by our Defender and, and say, 
hello to us while we're getting ready to head out on the course or coming back from a super successful day of totally. extremely yeah. accurate check. That's right. Exactly. So one thing I do want to mention or or talk about is, and, and this is for our listeners who might not have already heard, tell us about the vehicle this year? Well, we are very fortunate to have been provided with this car by JLR North America. It's a Defender 130. We are running in the bone stock category. So everything that is on this car is available as a dealer option. Shy of the couple of things that are very rally specific that we've done to the vehicle, such as install our Terror Trip trip computer and a few little accessory mods that we've put in the vehicle to make our lives. But a from a bit performance performance standpoint, is, it is it is a stock vehicle. Yeah, it's actually it prepared by the Trek team, right? The folks that build the Trek cars. It is. So it the, is. The and cars... in fact, when this episode airs, Trek is about to happen in Texas. They did their preview recently, and we know some people who went out and did that and were blown away by how capable the vehicles were. Shout out to Jorge, one of our listeners who was on that preview and sent us lots cool. of great information. Super, super awesome. Really great to hear that the 130s were such a success in Texas because that sets us mm -hmm. um, for success now heading out on the rebel with the same vehicles so so when you say bone stock that doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's completely base model it, this is not a base model car right this is a heavily optioned well-prepared car it's just Everything on it is available from Land Rover. Is that, yeah, is that right? Like yeah. any consumer could buy this car, basically. You could go on the website and build it up mm -hmm. with the options and mm -hmm. buy. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Everything is available from the manufacturer. It is not a third-party option that needs to be installed. So the only else. mildly exotic thing it, is the tires that you guys are running. Those are different than the stock tires that Land Rover would, would have. Now, they're not different from the Trek stock tire. But they aren't the they aren't the normal off road tire that comes with Defender. Yeah, they're yeah, Goodyear the Duratrack Wranglers. I've heard that's the one place that you can diverge from the standard in the bone stock category is is tires and wheels. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. But this vehicle's it's got a winch, it's got a roof rack, it's got you know a ton raised of air intake, it's got yeah, the yeah. front underbody protection, spice it's rack. got the oh, yeah. spice rack yeah. and the adventure ladder. Off I the really back like that ladder. I gotta side. say, you know, I know it's controversial, and mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like the Lucky Eight ladder that comes up the back, but I have to say that Land Rover, you know, deployable ladder is pretty cool. I really like it. I love it. it. It's it's like a boarding a helicopter That's exactly right. action movie. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah. pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. What are you guys keeping in the so, spice rack? That turned into our kitchen setup. We have two marathon self camps this year where we prepare our own food and our, our own coffee in the morning and things like that. And for all sorts of reasons, I don't know, we just decided that maybe the spice rack would make okay. a really nice kitchen setup. So everything that we need for that, our stove, our kettle, our dishes, everything is in the spice rack. It just felt very overland. Yeah. I actually think that's like a really good use for the, that for that outside container. It's it really is, cool, yeah. actually. It's also the perfect place to stash a couple right. of rolls of TP. Yeah. Because you yeah. never know. You want that. <laughs> you never know. Quickly just accessible. Right one, yeah. one never knows. Very cool. The only other, I guess, preparation we could say about the vehicle that's kind of unique and interesting is the fact, and I think we talked about this before, maybe, that the NAV system has all been dis right. disabled, right. which is yeah. a necessity for the rally to participate. So yeah. there's no no accessible GPS data in the navigation console. So, so how do you know where you're going? Well, 
You see, before <laughs> there was GPS, there were uh-huh. maps what? and there are compasses <laughs> that use the Earth's magnetic field. All right, buckle yes. up. Here we go. <laughs> I've, I've only ever seen. And so that allows movies. you to find the edge of the disc that we call Earth. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. 100%. Yeah. Just don't go too you'll far. Fall you'll the fall edge, off yeah. the edge. So you, so you use a map and compass, right? And yes. you might use the car's odometer, but maybe that might not be accurate enough. So you use the, the Terra Trip to, to measure right. distance accurately. Is that what that device does? That's exactly what it does. So the Terra Trip is just a more accurate odometer. And starting this year, they've allowed teams to use the Geo Trip, which is the same as the old Terra Trip. The only difference is instead of putting a probe under the vehicle that counts the revolutions of the drive shaft, now it is a GPS enabled Terra Trip. But wait, you said you can't have GPS enabled things. No, I know. But because the Terra Trip does not display a GPS coordinate, the mm-hmm. rally has finally allowed teams to be able to use the GeoTrip version. So it uses our GPS to track our speed and our distance, but we can't use it to tell us where we are. Is that because that device is, I'm assuming, easier to install or integrate into the vehicles rather than... I think it is that. And I also think, although don't quote me on this, but I think it is becoming nearly impossible to find one of the older analog versions. I think TerraTrip is trying not to make the older versions anymore. And, And they are a bit of a hassle, right? There's there's a lot of extra little pieces you have to put on the underside of your vehicle. There's a lot of potential failure points there. And to calibrate so it. you have to calibrate it. You have to know how many revolutions is the equivalent of whatever distance you've driven. And there's a lot of places for that to go wrong. I Sounds think Paratrip is trying to phase that model out. And because it doesn't show our GPS, the rally agreed that it was it would be unacceptable. And it's, it's now the sort of used. standard for any kind of rally to have the geo trip um, tracking because it's it's so much more accurate as well because you don't the, the one thing is you don't worry about wheel spin with the with the terra trip That's not right. counting you know either the speedo cable which obviously in a new car that doesn't work anymore you can't use the speedo cable and uh, you know tracking revolutions of drive shafts and things in a car that has all the traction control and uh, you know all of that sort of abs stuff going on it's also not super accurate so probing totally. something doesn't quite work like it used to and so this is really kind of the only the only reasonable way to do it. I I think, and I read this on the internet in a forum, that this is preparation to make sure that everyone buys. Are you a saying you've car, done you you've know? done your own <laughs> research? If no parts yeah. of the car rotate, if no yeah. parts of the car rotate, and you can't count those revolutions, then the only the only way this Obviously. works is hover cars. Yep, exactly, mm-hmm. the hover Obviously. car, the hover car division of the Rebel Rally will make sure we're it's all going to be drones. That's... I mean, there's a lot of really cool models running the Rebel Rally this year, but none of them are hover cars, I'm yeah. afraid to say. Yeah, bummer. Well, I feel like that could be an advantage, you know. <laughs> Speaking of advantages, you guys last year campaigned one of the oldest cars yeah. in the field. Yeah, the third, are third there one. are there older cars again this year? Okay, so you're putting me on the spot because I haven't really examined the list, but you know what? None of the older cars, mm-hmm. I would wager the oldest car in this event is probably going to be like mid 2000s. What yeah. about the would be threes? What years there's? What would that D2 be? That one might be a mid 2000s. Yeah, early, early to, to mid, mid. Early to mid. Theirs that might be, might the be one. one of the oldest ones in the rally. If I 
I were to take a guess, I would say that that is probably true. I know there is there is a couple of Jeeps I saw on the website. There's a 2007 and I think a 2008, but I haven't seen much that is any older than mm-hmm. that this year. Not as many, not as many vintage vehicles. Mm. Correct. In the field. Well, I think the the folks that are getting more competitive are, you know, getting updated yeah. hardware. Yeah. It is, it's sort of how it has to be, you know, and in order to stay truly competitive as a manufacturer, especially, you know, there's a lot more manufacturers involved now and they obviously want you driving new cars and not their old cars. But yeah, I think, I, you know, I think like the, like the Baja has done now, I think it's time for the Rebel to like really encourage a true classic division where they're, yeah, vintage, vintage class, class. Yeah, where you can get some really weird yeah. old stuff. Extra I mean, points, the older yeah. it is. There is a designation called the 4030 because 40 is the new 30. And if you're running a car that is 40 years old or older, you get the 4030 designation. And as far as I'm aware, there's only been two cars that have run the 4030. One was that Bronco that ran with us yeah. last year. But it had a more yeah. modern drivetrain in it. But it, yeah, it had a lot of modern upgrades in it. And then the other one was a Jeep Wagoneer that was driven by right. Courtney Casey in the Rebel a number of years. I think... Being, I could be wrong. Please don't quote me. That might be the only two cars that have ever done the 4030 designation. Maybe we we have something up our sleeve in a future year. I had not heard about the Wagoneer, but I recently read an article about the success of Wagoneers in SCCA yeah. rally. Apparently when the when the Wagoneer first came out, it was, you know, compete like one guy was like, you know what would be good on these SCCA rallies? <laughs> a V8 powered four-wheel drive like <laughs> SUV because it's competing Literally. against all these small European cars. And it, it apparently did really well. It was amazing. <laughs> so uh, you guys have a big four-wheel drive, V8 powered. Uh, actually, it's yours yeah, is an inline, inline six. six. Inline it? six? You have an inline, inline six, six turbocharged. Yeah. I like inline six, six. Yeah, me motors. too. Is it twin turbocharged? That's, that's cool. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, so we're all going to be able to follow you. This is yep. great. Uh, when does a rally start? What day? Just just to, for repetition's sake. Well, so we leave Mammoth on Thursday afternoon. Of, yeah, afternoon mm-hmm. after tech inspection and drive mm-hmm. probably four and a half hours. We don't really right, exactly right. know to wherever base camp one is. Okay. And and then prologue day starts Friday. And I believe okay. that there is a live show that day. Yes. There is so a the live first, show in the, the middle first of the live day show on Friday. It's yep. going to be in the middle of the day on Friday. And then competition starts on Saturday. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Right so on. Saturday morning, we'll wake up for day one, and that will be our first scored day of competition. Mm-hmm. We are at base camp one until Sunday. Sunday, we will pack up and start. And our route that day of cl- of checkpoint hunting also takes us to our first marathon self camp night. Sunday night will be marathon camp night. Monday, we will checkpoint hunt and make our way to base camp two. We'll mm-hmm. be at base camp two for two nights and then we'll make our way to another marathon self camp night. And then we know that we end in the sand dunes, in the Imperial sand dunes. Everything that the Rebel Rally has put out at least tells us that much. We don't know exactly exactly where base camp or any of our checkpoints will be in the dunes, but it is always a rite of passage for the new rebels to get their dune experience. And I think every rebel team uh, that is returning always wants to do better than they did last year when we get sure. to Glenn. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, it sounds like you guys are very well prepared for this year's event, but are you prepared for the rebel lightning round? 
Oh my God! Yes, I'm so specially ready. prepared I'm so ready. by our research and <laughs> development team here at the Underpowered Hour. Specially formulated Rebel Rally Edition Lightning Round. Okay, so just a word on formatting. We're going to alternate questions. We're going to start with Liza. Okay. okay, and this, if you're not familiar, this is quick questions with with quick answers. Okay, so, okay. so we're going to start with Liza, and then okay. we'll go to Jenna, and then back. All right. All right. You you guys right. ready? Ready. Okay, Liza. Coil springs or air suspension? Air oh. suspension. Oh. Oh, didn't Spicy expect choice. that. Yeah. Did not expect that. Okay, Jenna, rear view mirror or rear view camera? Say camera yeah. or uh, mirror. Oh. Definitely well, mirror. Not sure. Not sure. All right. Liza, short wheelbase or extra super long wheelbase? <laughs> I mean, if you put it that way, it's got to be short, but like okay. mid? Is mid, mid. an option? Okay. All right. All right. That counts. That counts. Jenna, alpine white or matte black? <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, if starting from scratch, I feel like going, having an alpine white might be nice for like heat. Short, and short answers. Short but I really answers. actually like how the car turned out this year in the black. Uh -huh. so. All right. Uh, well, you know what they say. There's there's no darkness mm. without the light. Yeah. All right. Liza, boiling hot, uninsulated <laughs> interior versus air conditioned seats. <laughs> oh, Air-conditioned yeah. seats. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Come right. on. It's right. the best yeah. part yeah. of the car. Okay. Jenna, mm. 140 horsepower <laughs> versus 450 horsepower. It is really awesome in the day. <laughs> 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 All right. Liza. We like the extra yeah. horses. Yeah. Take it on home. The best way to remove oil from your underpants. Just don't Ooh. wear underpants. Commando. Oh. Commando. Yeah. Smart. Well, smart. Yeah. Well. <laughs> You guys, you guys did well, hundred percent. That is the uh, yeah, that is a perfect score for the uh, for the rebel lightning Sorry. round. Well, good luck, Godspeed out there. We'll all be watching Thanks, your man. little dots uh, running around, hopefully in a very well plotted and uh, straightforward course. Yeah. Accurate, and, very accurate. And at least if you start going completely the wrong surgical. direction, you quickly realize and zip back down to where you need to be. So we'll all be and we'll have the horsepower to just just catch just up. rip down there. Yes, exactly. Hopefully, <laughs> and that thing doesn't even really have a distributor in the traditional sense, so it's not really going to be able to explode. You know, so it's all good. It's all don't, good. Just it's gonna be so good. Don't it's gonna be say so good. anything. It's be so good. Okay, got just so many shocks on board. Yeah. You know, it's so good. So much mm -hmm. coolant. Yeah. All right. Well, it uh, has been a pleasure chatting. Good luck. And we will be following you along the way. We'll be obviously tweeting or not tweeting. We'll obviously be Instagramming throughout. So pay attention to all that social and uh, get a sense of what's going on. And then the next time we talk to you, it will be at the finish line for our yearly Rebel Wrap Up Finish Line podcast. So look forward to that in two weeks. In the intervening time, we have a fab fabulous conversation with our good friend Michael Bishop, Land Rover Luminary, all-around good guy from when Liza and I went to visit him when we were in the UK. Ike and I actually recorded the intro to that show before we did this show, so who knows what time and space we'll be talking about when you listen to that one. So look forward to that. And, <laughs> and we will catch you guys at the finish line. We're also going to do some Instagram live on Wednesday from Pre-Tech. So if you guys uh, are around during the day on Wednesday, tune in to the Overland Her Instagram account and get a sense of the teams. And the girls are going to try to hunt down some of the other Land Rover competitors and some of that. So lots of fun stuff going on. 
both this week and next week as we are full on into the 2023 Rebel Rally. And very excited, everybody here. Can't wait. So again, good luck. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.